There is no salvation apart from personal faith in Christ Jesus as Lord. Regeneration, or the new birth, is a work of God's grace whereby believers become new creatures in Christ Jesus. It is a change of heart wrought by the Holy Spirit through conviction of sin, to which the sinner responds in repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance and faith are inseparable experiences of grace. Repentance is a genuine turning from sin toward God. Faith is the acceptance of Jesus Christ and commitment of the entire person to him as Lord and Savior. So, as you can see, this article talks about salvation, and it, and it specifically breaks salvation down into different uh, parts here. It, it regeneration, justification, sanctification, glorification. But I don't want you to misunderstand these and think that they're different stages. They're not steps toward salvation. They're not stages of salvation. What they are are different theological aspects of salvation. They're looking at salvation from a different view. They're important theological concepts, but they are all salvation. Not one or, or part or, or this step or that step. It is all salvation. This is just different theological aspects of salvation. Now you can see there's four of them here. And there's no way I can preach all four in one sermon this morning, unless you want to sit for a while. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover regeneration, new birth this morning, new life. And we're going to look at, what, at the role that redemption has in that. And then next week, we will look at justification, sanctification, and glorification, because they're a little bit simpler topics. So I chose, I chose John 3 for the specific reason that new birth is literally on the lips of Jesus several times in this passage. So let's look first at the context. Who is Nicodemus? Nicodemus is, is described in verse 1 as a Pharisee and a teacher of the law. Now, Pharisees had great political power because of their religious status. They, they interpreted the law of God and taught it sort of like our Supreme Court interprets the Constitution. They also made laws. Remember, there were 614 laws that they made that, on how to keep the law of the Sabbath. So they made laws as well, and so they're kind of like our legislative branch, our Congress. And then they enforced those laws, like our executive branch of government does in America. So we, in, incredible political power because of their religious status, because of their place as a Pharisee. So Nicodemus is, is a great character to study all on his own because he comes, he, he comes to Jesus here in, in chapter 3 in the middle of the night because a guy of his status and his power can't be seen coming to this Jesus guy, right? So he comes in the middle of the night. And he comes to talk about Jesus here. And then if you follow Nicodemus, about the end of, of chapter 7, you see the crowd is telling the Pharisees what Jesus is saying. And the Pharisees are saying, well, we've got to seize this guy and kill him. And Nicodemus is the one that's saying, no, wait, that's not, our law doesn't allow that. We have to follow our own law. We have to, to hear his side before we do anything to it. 
And then we don't hear about Nicodemus again until the end of John 19. And at the end of John 19, Nicodemus is with Joseph of Arimathea collecting the body of Jesus and preparing it and putting it in the tomb. So Nicodemus is a, a great example of someone who, who hears what Jesus has to say and it just sort of works on him for a while. You know, we all know people, we've all heard stories of those who hear the, the gospel and immediately are completely different. They are immediately changed. They're, they're freed from addiction. They're, they're, they're completely different people. But that's not the experience of most of us. Most of us are a little bit more like Nicodemus or even Paul is another good example of somebody who comes to faith in Christ sort of in a process that, in, that, that, that ends up with where Nicodemus ends up. He believes Jesus is who he says he is. Born again. These are the, this term, born again, is on the lips of Jesus here several times. And, and we've all heard this term, right? Born again Christian. But what do we mean by it? We can look at the context here and we can see in the context, in, in just a couple of verses down in chapter, or chapter 3, verse 10, Jesus asks Nicodemus a question. He says, how, how, how can you be a teacher of Israel and not know about being born again? So how would, where would an Old Testament scholar know about being born again? Yeah, you can say it with me if you want. The Exodus. The Exodus. Because what happens in the Exodus? A bunch of slaves are born again as a nation. They become something they never were before. They were a bunch of slaves in Egypt. And they become what, what God himself calls a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. They become something they never were before. They're born again as people of God. And so Jesus has the expectation that Nicodemus would understand this. You're a teacher of the law. You're a teacher of the Old Testament. You should know what born again means. And he would know that from the Exodus event. He would know that because being born again, as it says in verse 5 and verse 6, born again of the Spirit is, a, is another birth. It's a new birth to a new life. So the Christian, the one who believes in Jesus Christ, who trusts Jesus Christ and, as Savior and Lord, is a new person. They, he or she, is no longer what they used to be. They are brand new. Brand new. A completely new you. In fact, if you, uh, if you ever hear, if you're ever here early enough to hear me testing my mic, you'll hear two verses. Galatians 2.20 and 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. The newness of the, of the, the newborn, born-again Christian is emphasized by Paul. Who was Paul? Another Pharisee. Somebody who also knew his Old Testament. He knew what being born again meant. And so he emphasizes what a new 
creation we are. And you know, in the Greek, this new creation, it's something that has never existed before. It's a brand new creation. You are a you that has never been before. And when it says the old has passed away, that we get the word archaic from that word. And so think archaic, ancient, something from long ago. That's your old self. We talked last week about how we are selfish at our very core. We're born that way. That's our old self. And we don't have to live that way anymore because we are now a new creation, brand new, because we are born again. So repentance and faith, the article mentions these two. Let's understand what these are. As the article says, repentance is a genuine turning from sin toward God. We, we, uh, it's more than just saying, I'm sorry. It is a complete 180 turn, 180 degree turn from what I, my selfish self to God. Now, I want you to understand that this turn, this, this repentance, the turn from sin isn't to a list of do's and don'ts. It's not a list of laws that we have to cover. It is to a person, Jesus Christ. We turn from our old self to the person of Jesus Christ because he bought us. We are his. And so we turn to a person, not a, a list of do's and don'ts, not a list of rules, not a list of laws. That's what redemption is also about. Redemption is used in the first sentence of, of the article on salvation. So we should understand this. Now, we don't, uh, we don't use this word very often anymore, but we use the word redeem, don't we? And we use the word redeem because we use it with coupons, right? What does a coupon do? You redeem a coupon, and it, and it pays so you don't have to, right? You may, maybe you have a coupon for, for two for one, and so you buy the first one, and the second one is free because you redeem your coupon. That's the idea, the same idea of redemption. Uh, in New Testament times, the Romans were, uh, ruled this whole area, and Rome had more slaves than citizens. So in order for a, a slave to become a citizen, he had to be redeemed. He had to be bought. So a citizen could pay the, the price, the redemption price of a slave, and that slave would become something he never was before. He would become a citizen. He had new rights. He had new, new responsibilities. He was a completely new person because he was no longer a slave. He was redeemed. He was paid for. And so he was no longer what he used to be. Jesus paid our price on the cross. So we are no longer what we used to be. We are no longer slaves to sin. Now, here's where I think the problem is. I think too many people are stuck between the two worlds. Think about this Roman slave again. What if a citizen redeemed him, bought him? He's now no longer a slave, he's a citizen but he still doesn't act like a citizen. 
He still doesn't have, uh, exercise his rights and responsibilities. He doesn't know what being a citizen means, and so he just goes back. He tries to go back to being a slave, and he can't. He can't go back to being a slave because he's a citizen now. Think of uh, in the Exodus, right at the Red Sea, right at the Red Sea, the, the, the Hebrew people are saying, we just want to go back to Israel. You know, you, did you, did, Moses, did you really bring us all the way out here just to die? We want to, go, we want to go back to Israel, or we want to go back to Egypt, rather. But was that a choice for them? No. Pharaoh was right behind them with his army. It was not a choice to go back. It was not a choice to go back and become, be a slave again because they were just no longer slaves. They were free. They were a people of God. Too many Christians live in, in between these two worlds. You, you don't understand that your old life is dead, and so you still live that and add Jesus in. That's not living new life. That's not regeneration. That's not claiming the new life that you have in Christ. The other verse that I say every single time I test this mic is Galatians 2.20. For I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. What that verse tells us is we must consider our old life dead crucified on the cross with Christ in order to live our new life, in order to be regenerate, in order to be born again, we have to die. We have to die to our old life and be born again to our new life. This new life is empowered by Christ. This new life it is brand new you that's never been before. This new life leaves your past in ancient history, archaic. This is new life. This is regeneration. This is salvation, and it only happens in Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus Christ. And so I ask you, are you born again? Because you can be. It's a simple prayer, if you'll... Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And it's a simple prayer. First, we acknowledge that we have sin. God, I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. I am selfish at my very core. And I know that's the original sin. But I trust that Jesus died on the cross to pay my price, to redeem me and to give me new life. And so I ask you to give me that new life. Regenerate me that I might be born again. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor and let them know. Let somebody know. Maybe this morning you know Christ, but you are not living a new life. Will you take this moment right here and decide 
for good. Who I, who I was is not who I am. Who I used to be is archaic, ancient history. I am a new creation in Christ today. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, for our salvation, bought and paid for by Jesus, completely. Not that we have to add anything to it, not that we ever take anything away from it. And we thank you for this reminder this morning that we have new life, we are born again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.